Hi, I'm Dan Boyd. I'm Kimmy Zeiler. St. Ignatius of Loyola said, Out of gratitude and love for him, Jesus Christ, we should desire to be reckoned fools. We're seeking to discover Christ in everything, from the banal to the sublime, and this is Fools, fools for, for Christ. Christ. Welcome to the show today. We are talking about what we are calling hidden gems in really all arts and media, but today we're going to stick to songs. And they're songs that you wouldn't normally think of as something that you would find the faith in. Uh, so it's kind of like the Where's Waldo of sorts <laughs> of finding Jesus in uh, in places you wouldn't normally find him. Yeah. And this, this idea sprang from, I think, that experience that we've all had. Like you're in the car or you're at home and you want to listen to music, but you want to listen to something else. Like... You've already listened to everything on the local Christian radio station. Yeah. And it hasn't really changed much in 10 years. Um, and you've also listened to all of your, like, really well-known Christian worship artists. Yeah, and you yeah, think, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I kind of just want, I want something different. Like, um, and that's, that's okay. Uh, there's nothing wrong with just wanting to listen to good music. It's like not all... Not all visual art, not all paintings need to be explicit religious to be beautiful and to be good and worth seeing. And song is the same way. Uh, and I think sometimes we can almost fall into the trap of thinking, well, I guess if I'm going to listen to music, it, it has to be Christian music. Uh, yeah. And not any way to take away from that, but it's okay to appreciate art for art's sake. Mm -hmm. And this isn't to diminish Christian music or the Z in any way. Yeah. Those are beautiful, wonderful ministries and... Um, I know something in myself is I, I always like end up back there, you know, I take a yeah. little break and then mm -hmm. I go back to it, you yeah. know? Um, so we don't want to give the, um, impression that that's what we're saying by any means. No. Yeah. Just that, uh, sometimes you want to change and there's other good stuff out there and it's okay to, to find the truth that the Lord has put in everyone's heart. Uh, when it bubbles up into their own artistic expression. And to really use our imagination in that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, to have the freedom to to use your imagination to think about um, how this could relate to the faith, what that, uh, what that piece of art could mean in relation to your relationship with God. Right. And I think that's almost the, that's one of the, the freeing things about uh, just the way the Lord shows us to see the world is like his goodness is everywhere. And mm -hmm. I mean, St. Paul talks about that, just the, the freedom of the Christian to, I mean, to eat meat sacrificed to idols. Uh, Cause he knows that there's nothing Look, those idols are, are not God. They're fake God. So he can eat it and have a clean conscience. So if you're in a spot where you can say, I can listen to this music and authentically see the good in this thing, uh, there's, it's a good thing to do to develop that Christian imagination. And, and really the, the vision of allowing you to see God moving and working in all things. Um, and also to like, just have fun with stuff. Like some of yeah. these songs, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little <laughs> silly. You'll be like, uh, you almost, you have to enter into the silliness. So I'm going to invite you, like, as we're talking about this stuff, if you, if your immediate reaction is to say, this is unintelligent, like this is obviously not about this, like just kind of have fun with it. Um, yeah, like, is Mariah Carey always talking about the Lord when she's singing? Probably not. Um, but <laughs> can we see in her an echo of, of the way our own relationship with God is supposed to be? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I think yeah. that's where it can be so fun. 
Yes, it can. And I mean, ultimately, when you fall in love with someone, you end up um, thinking about them in every moment. You end up like seeing them everywhere, like seeing um, parts of them and everything and bringing them into everything. And so it should also be with our relationship with God. Yeah. When we fall deeply and madly in love with God, we should start to see him in all things. Um, And that really is what we're trying to do with the show. So we're super stoked about getting to this episode and getting able to really dive into that theme. Yeah, absolutely. I I remember like some of my, my teenage romances, how I could even over songs that looking back were kind of not that stellar. I'm thinking like, this is such a perfect song to describe the way I love this person. Yeah, Um, yeah. And like, that was just because I was, I was able to apply that to that person. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we should be able to see our Lord in everything. So if there's any bit of truth in a song, uh, let's pull it out and say, yeah, that's, that's what my relationship with like him could be, Mm -hmm. or this can help me understand this a little bit better. Yeah. Well, let's jump right into it. And this yes. one is very timely, speaking about a somewhat recent event, although most people have probably forgot about it by now. Yes. The solar eclipse. So you can probably guess what song this is going to be. <laughs> it rose to number one because of the eclipse. Yeah. No, that's that's quite a, uh, like, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a Lazarus act. Like, come back <laughs> from the dead all of a sudden. Um, so this is Bonnie Tyler. And total eclipse of the heart. Yes, and clearly Bonnie Tyler. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna just go ahead and ask you to suspend your previous thoughts about these songs, and just hear about them for the first time from Dan and I, in the way that we're interpreting. Yes. And the way that we're imagining this to be about God. Okay. Yeah. So, so go ahead and enter into that. Um, that's our challenge for you for this episode. <laughs> and in this song, um, Bonnie Tyler is clearly talking about uh, this moment of desolation. Yes, deep spiritual desolation. And and needing to turn around and go back to God. Yes, she recognizes what she needs to do, but she gets a little bit lonely and she feels as though you're never coming around, Lord. It's true. It's true. Uh, and then, and then, look, it says, turn around every now and then I get a little bit terrified. You know, she's in that desolation. And then I see the look in your eyes. And that's that moment of <laughs> consolation and prayer, right? That gets you through. Um, and then, um, and then, you know, the total eclipse of the heart, she's just wrestling with that idea that, um, that these feelings and these high emotions and prayer have been eclipsed. Yeah. In this moment and period of desolation. It's just darkness and a a deep desire for God to return and kind of fill her soul with with consolation again and nourishment and remind her that he's close. And she just, I mean, you can hear it in in her, like in her voice. She's aching for that to happen. Absolutely aching for it. But I mean, she says, your love is like a shadow on me all the time. I mean, honestly, if that was about anything other than God, I'd be a little creeped out. Yeah, no, like if that if there was a human causing that to her, it'd be a very unhealthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so that's Bonnie Tyler. That's our first song. Yeah. Um, and by now I think you're getting the gist of what this podcast is going to be like. Yeah, and it, 
That's probably not one of the songs like when you're in desolation you should listen to because it probably just make you feel like a little a little lower and deeper in that. But once you're out of the kind of that that valley in in the spiritual life, you can look back and say like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I was feeling. That that works and that that fits to describe it, and it helps you understand what to do. Turn to the Lord and like know He's there, and you don't have to to feel like He's a He's abandoned you. Yeah, yeah, and these are just fun. You know? Yeah, we're we're not trying to like rock the world with some discovery of a beautiful truth in a song that's never before been uttered. Um, <laughs> this is like, in in fact, more so. Like, we don't want to encourage you do this with your own songs. Like, yeah. these, are, these are songs we like and that are familiar to us. But yeah. I mean, what's the what are the songs that that come up to you and and you think like, oh, how can I think more about that? Because it's almost. You practice seeing the world this way. So you mm-hmm. can, um, and the more you practice this, the more you kind of get into um, trying to see God in everything. Yeah. The more adept you become at mm-hmm. recognizing like, oh, no, no, I can, I, I, this does remind me about the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more you actively do it, the more it becomes natural and natural. And then you just do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I love doing this on the car ride into work. It's why I listen to the radio. Um, I'd like to find new songs. Um, but this next one was actually, this was my first album, my first CD I ever owned. Wow. And so when I, uh, started doing this for the first time, this, uh, finding these gems, this was one of the albums I went back to, to see, you know, if I could find any gems here. And, and clearly, uh, this next one, Mariah Carey, um, she, the song is When I Saw You. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, this is clearly Mariah Carey's first encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist. Little known fact that that's what this song is about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna read some of the lyrics to you, okay? Uh, Soft heavenly eyes gazed into me, transcending space and time, and I was rendered still. There were no words for me to find at all. As I stood there beside myself, I could see you and no one else. When I saw you, when I saw you, I could not breathe. I fell so deep. That fits with some of my experiences in adoration. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) So she's having this like mystical out-of-body experience seeing Jesus in the Eucharist. Yeah. And I mean, the the crazy thing about this is, as I think about this, I'm like changing you with a tide and dawn's ribbon of light burst through the dark, wakening you inside. And I thought it was all untrue until there, all at once I knew. I mean, it's like, it, it almost makes you think, like, is she really writing about God? And I just didn't know it all along. Because <laughs> uh, it almost sounds like, I mean, then, and I thought it was all untrue until there, all at once I knew. It's like the awakening of someone who recognizes the real presence in the Eucharist for the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, those words would fit perfectly. At least for me, what I see in her lyrics is this echo it's like the the way that we all relate to god Mm -hmm. is woven in and out of every little bit of human experience yes um and it's just a reminder like those all of the human relationships point us to god and say this is this is what this relationship is supposed to be like Mm -hmm. not just like oh i guess i'll go to church once a week because you told me to that's not the that's not the obligation of someone who's passionate and in love. Like 
someone who's passionately in love is with that person all the time. And if they're not with them, they're thinking about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think Mariah Carey would, would say like, yeah, that's how she, like, that's what this song is communicating. Yeah. I can't hear this song like, anymore without thinking. <laughs> yeah, so you have Once successfully found it. <laughs> turned it into a praise and worship song. Right, so For my we, heart. <laughs> we'll fast forward a little bit okay. out of the 90s into more, a much more present song. Yeah. Um, this one I heard on the radio. Recently? Yeah. Who is it? Um, oh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's um, Martin Garrix and... B.D. Rexa? Okay. I'm going to go with that's how you pronounce it. It's called In the Name of Love. It has this, like, synthesizer. (laughs) So that's usually how people remember that song. Because it was on all the radio stations, like, within the last year. Yeah. Um, And so this really, it's this is about trusting in the Lord. Yeah. And this one, like, I would say this... This might be the easiest one to so far to yeah. apply to a relationship with God. Yeah. So, if I told you this was only going to hurt, if I warned you that the fire is going to burn, would you walk in? Would you let me do it first? Do it all in the name of love. It's and not certainly not that Christianity is only going to hurt and it's going to yeah. burn, but I mean yeah. we're like we're asked to to embrace like okay, we like there's this purification process and uh, we have to acknowledge our own sinfulness and we have to acknowledge like, yeah, that like, Lord, I need to be healed. And that means saying like, yeah, I'm sick. Let's look at like that wound in my heart. I'm going to let you examine. And it's going to hurt to think about those things, like the, the things I'm ashamed of. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she goes on in the second verse. If I told you we could bathe in all the lights, would you rise up, come and meet me in the sky? Would you trust me when you're jumping from the heights? Would you fall in the name of love? And then it goes into, like, um, when there's madness, when there's poison in your head, when there's sadness, when the sadness leaves you broken in your bed, I will hold you in the depths of your despair, and it's all in the name of love. So it's about, like, God's response to entering in. Yeah. And it's the... um... Like, what challenge would you undertake in the name of love? What would you embrace? Mm. What adventure are you willing to go on in the name of love? This is the song that, like, when I when I leave here today, the first thing I'm going to pull up is that <laughs> one. And I'm going to listen to that just to think about it more. Um, because it is, it's a reminder. Like, we're invited on this beautiful adventure with the Lord. This, yeah. like, exciting adventure where he calls us out of our comfort. But he calls mm-hmm. us into, he calls us up into something much more, much more interesting and uh, and passionate and vivifying. Yes. Um, yes, he does. Yeah. So the, the next song has by far the funniest artist name. <laughs> Fru Fru. Yeah. Let go. Yes. Um, early 2000s. Uh, this was pretty popular. It's a, it's more of an indie song. So it has a different feel from the other ones. The other ones were definitely pop songs. Yeah. Um, some older pop songs, but in that kind of genre. This one's more of an indie mm-hmm. feel to it. Um, and this one, I think, it's called Let Go. Don't Not to be confused with Let It Go. Yeah. <laughs> but Let Go by Fru-Fru. I, I think it's about conversion. I can see it. So let's, let's let go and jump in. Yeah. See what she says. 
Yeah. Um, well, it's, first she talks about vices. And so in all the verses, she's talking about uh, all these vices and letting go of them and jumping in. What are you waiting for? Yeah. So that kind of almost, you almost wonder what, if she doesn't really have this in mind to, to begin with. Um, like the, so there's the line um, about hanging on to the remote and just kind of sitting and. Uh, yeah. So hand me that remote. Can't you see that all that stuff's a sideshow? Yeah, it's almost like beckoning us, get off the couch, stop watching TV, because uh, you're not really living. You're, I mean, you're just yeah, kind of like coasting through life. Yeah, yes. Um, such boundless pleasure. We've no time for later. You can't await your own arrival. You're tw- you've 20 seconds to comply. This is like a very like immediate, like, come on, get up. Yeah. Let's go. Jump yeah. in. <laughs> like now is that, like this... Like, this is that moment in your life you can choose, are you going to make a change and, like, dedicate to yourself to that yeah. and move on? Or are you just going to sink a little deeper into the cushions on the couch and forget about this little spur in your mind saying, like, move now, like, change because you know you want to mm-hmm. um, and just let go. But it's the, that can be parallel. That can be really fearful of, like, what's going to happen if I do this? Like, am, am I going to lose the things that make me who I am? Yeah. 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 Uh, so the next one oh, is a classic. Peter Gabriel, In Your Eyes. Okay, if you've ever seen the movie Say Anything, this is where... Uh, oh, dang it. I don't remember the name of the guy. That's going to be awful. Sorry, listeners. I shouldn't remember him. And those of you who know the movie will be astonished at me not knowing it. But he's holding up the boombox for... Um, his girlfriend so that she hears that he loves her and so he's holding up this song in a boombox uh it's like iconic romance movie moment okay so if you guys remember that song um in your eyes peter gabriel and it's about prayer yeah it's just the um, like that upward surge to god i would say so kind of borrowing from from saint therese there Yeah. In, go ahead, Kimmy. Um, he's talking about, like, just the world and being in the world and leaving it behind. He says, um, days pass and this emptiness fills my heart. Um, when I want to run away, I drive up in my car. But whichever way I go, I come back to the place where you are. Yeah. Like, th- there's scripture. No one can hide from your love, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we can... We can... Find all these ways of distracting ourselves from that little whisper from God to enter into prayer and come back. Um, and then he's got this, this is like the fa- most famous line from the song. Without a noise, without a pr- without my pride, I reach out from the inside. Um, <laughs> and the, again, that's the, like it's when we go into the heart that we find the Lord, we encounter the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we can have this little surge upward to him and, and say like, I'm coming back. Like I'm, I'm done running. I'm done hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord, like draw me up again and, and, and speak to me, teach me, show you, show me who you want me to be. Yeah. And, and in your eyes, in your gaze, in the gaze of the beloved, Yeah, that's where everything is fulfilled. And so in that, that gaze upon God that happens in prayer, in your eyes. Yeah. In your eyes. I see the light and the heat in your eyes. Oh, I want to be that complete. 
I want to touch the light, the heat I see in your eyes. Yeah. And that the I mean, almost the the amount of fulfillment he's expecting to get from this gaze at that person. It's not hard to see that that's more than any one human being can supply. Mm-hmm. So like it could be he clearly didn't write this book. <laughs> he's writing about God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, and that to me there's so many love songs that have such high expectations of the person that they're about. And to me, when I hear something like that, I think, well, wait, is it really about God then? Yeah. Like there, cause so often what we find in our, um, our instincts, our, our fallenness mm-hmm. is to try to expect our fulfillment that only God can give from another human being. Yeah. And so when I hear that coming out in, in art or in music, I immediately think, well, wait, this person's really searching for God. How can I find God in this? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it is that... Because I, I think if they stopped and thought about it, they'd realize, I'm, I'm not going to find that much fulfillment in this one person, no matter how good they are and how perfect they are, uh, or how perfect they seem to be. Mm-hmm. So this next one, oh. I would call a classic. Yes. At least it's from a Disney classic. <laughs> Phil Collins, Strangers Like Me. So this one, I would say you almost, you got to stretch your imagination a little bit because you're like, well, what, like, what are you talking about, Strangers Like Me? So I'll go to uh, the chorus here. I want to know, can you show me? I want to know about the strangers like me. Tell me more. Please show me. Something's familiar about the strangers like me. Um, and where, like, where I went with this immediately was... Um, those times when I recognize in myself that I'm called to be more. It's almost like I, especially the, the times in my life where I, I surrounded myself more with people who, like as wonderful as they were, mm-hmm. uh, weren't, like, weren't actively t- trying to help me get to God, get to heaven, yeah. and become a better person. Um, and so they weren't, like, weren't bad influences, or sometimes they were when I was, like, younger. Mm-hmm. Um but they just weren't like the best influences and they were just kind of like almost neutral friendships. Um, but I would recognize in those times, like there's, there's more, there's other people out there that are strangers like Mm. me in the sense of they're yearning for Mm -hmm. more. So, I mean, Tarzan recognizes, this is almost like going back to Genesis. He recognizes Mm. in the gorillas, he sees them like, they're not like me. Like they don't look like me. They don't, they don't act like me. They don't talk like me. I don't know about the strangers like me. It's almost like when Adam said to Eve, like, behold, this at at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He saw in her, this is someone different. Um, And there, you can almost say we're we're recognizing God's call to be like him. Mm -hmm. Recognizing our identity in him and not just like, oh, yeah, it's okay to kind of like stumble around and bumble through life. And uh, like we're, I really think that's why. That's why God gave us the thirst for education and truth mm-hmm. is so that we could find more about who we're supposed to be and not, not just be okay. Like, I, like pigs, I don't think ever worry about who they are. They're pretty happy <laughs> being pigs and cats and dogs and bears are the same way. Yeah. Like bears go to sleep for four months at a time. They're not, they're not upset and concerned about their identity. Right. They're very happy with themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, way to bring that to another level, Dan. Thanks. <laughs> Um, next up, we have 
um, Ben Howard. He's lesser known, um, but his he has one song called Promise. And the first time I heard it, there's one line that stuck out to me so much that just made me think that this whole song is about being hopeful for heaven. Yeah. Um, and so that one line, because um, in the in the song it sticks out just because of the way it, it lands musically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it drew my attention to it. Um, but it, he says, and maybe, just maybe I'll come home. And so I hear in that this... Um, You know, if you just look at the words themselves, maybe, just maybe I'll come home, you might think like, oh, maybe I'll get there, you know. That's that's not how it comes across in the song. Right. It comes across as this yearning. Yeah, because of the tone of the music that's going on there, yeah. Yeah. This is a hopeful heart. Yeah, like maybe I'll make it, like maybe I'll get home, you know. It's more, it's more comes across like that. Yeah. Hopeful actually might not be the, quite the right word because he, it's almost like he, like hope, there's a, like a sense of belief, yeah, like this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's not sure if it's going to happen, mm. but there's a, a yearning and a longing. Yeah, yearning uh, for heaven might be a better word. And the, the first verse actually gets to that, um, this journey, the, the sense of a journey that he's on. And meet me there, bundles of flowers. We wait through the hours of cold. Winter shall howl at the walls, tearing down doors of time, shelter as we go. Um, so it's, it's almost like a dialogue with maybe his, his best friend or his lover, like hoping in the end when like okay one of them passes away first they'll meet again in heaven and they'll mm. be there um, and that desire to be united with that person is ultimately a desire to be with god like yeah that, uh we're recognizing in them some like that the image of god in that person that's that's what beckons us onward into eternity mm-hmm. and then it, it turns into um he after he says that maybe just maybe i'll come home it turns into a dialogue with God. Yeah. Because he starts singing, um, who am I? Who am I to you? Yeah. Am I, am I darling to you? Um, it's almost like this, it's like, do you, do you really care? Like I've heard about you, but like, Lord, who do you say that I am? Like, am I your son? Am I good enough? Am I your daughter? Do you love me? Mm-hmm. Will I make it there? He even says, am I going to be a burden? Um, will you listen to my stories? Who am I? Yeah. Now this is... Who am I to you? Yeah, this fits perfectly, I think, with um, those times when you wonder, like, is is God frustrated with you? Is he tired of forgiving the same old sins? Um, and that's what, I mean, this guy's... Because that's that's an echo of our own human relationships. So we wonder if the people who say they love us are ever going to get tired of forgiving us and uh, and being there for us. Yeah. And the answer is beautifully like, no, I'll never get tired. I will always like, I'll always be there. I'll carry on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's a great one. So, we got time for one more. So this one is ex ambassadors unsteady. Yes. And this one is a, I'd say lyrically like very powerful for each word. He kind of just lingers on them and he doesn't, he doesn't fill the verses in the chorus with, with words just to, that sound good he almost lets them drop and you can hear their echo in mm. your mind like what is he saying and so he they're very deliberate um, which i really really like um, so it's like one of those paintings that has very few strokes but enough to give you a, a complete picture um and so he, he's saying hold hold on hold on to me because i'm a little unsteady a little unsteady 
And, I mean, you can just hear from the, like, he was repeating. And there's, like you said, there's so much pause and space in the lyrics, in the, in the music, that there is such weight to all of those things. And so it's this unsteadiness. And how vulnerable is that, you yeah. know, to admit I'm unsteady. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not on, I don't feel like I'm on solid ground. Yeah. And ultimately, it seems like he's he's calling out to the Father to say, like, catch me. Like, I need you. I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I mean, this, this kind of follows on the, the frou-frou let go song. Um, there's first that, the fear of stepping out. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, like, that need to say, like, Lord, I can't do this on my own. Like, Peter, when he's sinking into the waves, like, mm-hmm. Lord, you know, like, save me. Um and then he finds out, like, yes, the Lord will save him, will catch him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I mean, he even, so part of the song is that he says, um, Mama, come here, approach, appear. Daddy, I'm alone, because this house don't feel like home. I mean, to me, that seems like a reaching out to yeah. God the Father and Our Lady. Um, and then he says again, um, Mother, I know that you're tired of being alone. Dad, I know you're trying to fight when you feel like flying. And that's him like wrestling with the reality of the mother and father that he has mm-hmm. here on earth, you know, his yeah. biological parents and wrestling with the reality that of imperfections and not being, um, needing something more Yeah, and needing God, yeah. needing God, the father to redeem those wounds. Right. No matter, even though they're trying, um, but he recognizes like his parents tried and they were, uh, like all of us, they have imperfections. Well, that is all the time we have to talk about songs. So in the meantime, we would say, uh, go out and find your own hidden gems. Yeah. Well, yes. have a great week and we'll be back with you in seven days. <laughs> Until next time. All right. Bye everyone.